This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 596. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 596. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. We are going to dig into some business stuff today, which I am so excited about. This is not something we typically talk about, but it's I know something a lot of you want to know, and you might be curious about this business stuff because you're like, what does Sarah do and how does she do it? Because I want to do something similar. Or you might just be like me and you're a nosy person and you just love to hear anything that's behind the scenes. <laughs> and so I know for me, whenever I'm listening to a podcast with people who I want to know more from or who I'm curious about, whenever they're like, we're going to do this behind the scenes about like an average day in our life or what I eat for breakfast or whatever, I'm like, tell me all the things. So if you have been wondering, like, what is it like behind the scenes in Sarah's business? This is what it's like. So I'm going to give you some examples of how things work and why I do certain things. And I think it might just be a fun perspective for those of you who are interested in knowing kind of more behind the scenes of the show and what the Shameless Mom Academy looks like. And then I also think it'll be super informative for those of you who are like, yeah, I want to build a business too, or I am building a business and I want to know what are some of the secrets of success and secrets of the trade from someone who's built three businesses in the last 18 years and scaled two of them to multiple six figures a year and 
you know, someone who's been around the block a few times, <laughs> been through a recession, almost lost everything in that business, been through a pandemic, holding on by a thread here. Not really. I mean, <laughs> there's lots of good things in the pipeline, but you know, it's been a challenge. Like it has not been all rainbows and unicorns. I will say though, increasingly over the years and pretty much every day now, I get asked business questions pretty much every day. So everything from the nitty gritty on how to produce a podcast to how to support clients with varying needs to how to stay inspired and pumped up year after year. A lot of people ask me that one. They're like, how do you keep motivated? And then I also get questions about what kind of software I use. What do you use for this? And what do you use for that? Which is funny because I hate learning new software and we'll dig into that. So lots and lots of good stuff. I'm gonna answer some questions today. This is gonna be a part one. And then I will also be back next week and I'm gonna answer more questions. Next week is gonna be a little bit more about how I handle haters, how to handle a comparison with other people who are doing similar things. So next week is gonna be a little bit more about like that piece. This week is gonna be more about like what I actually do, why I actually do it. So this is gonna be fun for sure. Okay, so while members of my Tenacious Mamas mastermind. That's my business and leadership mastermind. They can ask me these questions anytime on our weekly calls, on our weekly group calls, or on our one-on-one coaching calls. The rest of you don't have a place to quote unquote, pick my brain. So my hope is that this is kind of an opportunity for you to pick my brain. And I think that no matter where you're at, you're going to see some little nuggets in here that are going to inspire you, whether you're building a business or not, they're going to inspire you to just be an action taker and think about what are you building in your life? Because I've done this episode on this before where I talked about like, we're all building something. So what are you building, whether you're building a career outside the home, whether you are building a household and a whole entire system within the home, whether you are building a business, we're all building things, right? Whether you're building something in terms of being a community leader, whether that's in your kids' activities and events and organizations or in your church or like endless things, right? We're all building something. So when I'm answering these questions, I think that you will be able to apply this to your life in various ways because you're going to see that. While so much of this can be applied to business, because I'm going to be talking specifically about business, it's amazing how you can take ideas around building business and apply them to other areas of your life. So I think this is going to be super fun. On this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the first steps that you should take in building a business, as well as how to delegate, which has taken me years to figure out, and I'm still not great at it. (laughs) Full disclosure, I like to control everything. I like to have my hands on everything, which keeps me in my own way all the time. And so I'm constantly working on getting better at letting other people do things. And then I'm also going to talk a little bit about how to know when it's the right time to scale. So if you love the content from this episode and you're like, I need more, I definitely want you to join me for my upcoming free business training. So on November 18th, I'm holding a free business training. And in this business training, you are going to learn the three building blocks that you need to build your business. So I'm going to be talking about building blocks to build your business that are essential, whether you're just getting started or you've been at this for a while, you might have some cracks in your foundation. So let's take a close look. I'm going to talk about how to step into your role as CEO and really own that mindset because that mindset, I believe, is the most critical piece. The most critical piece of running a successful business or a successful life is your mindset. And then during that training, we're also going to be talking about what are the pitfalls to avoid? What are the things that we need to make sure we're not falling into when it comes to building a business that can really, really get in our own way and really completely derail us and make us you know, completely fall off track and give up on ourselves. So that training is all going to be on November 18th and you can sign up for free. It's completely free. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash 
business. If you've ever done a training with me, you know that it's a ton of fun. And so it's always a lot of great conversation, a lot of just great nuggets and ahas to take away. And there's absolutely no pressure. Come and see what you can learn and what you can apply to your business or the business that you are thinking about building. And then at the end, there will be an invitation if you want to apply for my business and leadership mastermind, Tenacious Mamas, as I previously mentioned, there will be an invitation to apply for that if you think you could benefit from more coaching with me. And if you apply and you think that I'm a good fit and I think that you're a good fit and you end up getting accepted into the program, then we get to work together during the first six months of 2022 inside of Tenacious Mamas, which will be super magical. All right. So with all that said, if you're interested in joining the training, you can go to shamelessmom.com business. And now... This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. 
So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. Let's dive in to our questions. So I collected some questions that I have gotten recently when I asked people to submit questions about business. And also, these are questions that I thought had a good flow to them in terms of the things that I want you to know starting out, or I want you to know if you've been working on a business for a while, and maybe you are in a position to start scaling and start doing more delegation but also you might be trying to hold on real tight to controlling all the things. So we're going to dig into all this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna walk us through three questions today. And the first question I wanna start with is, Sarah, how do you get started selling something to other people? So this is very foundational. And also I will tell you that this is a struggle for many for a very, very long time. So this is like where you start at the beginning, but also this question doesn't go away because you don't just decide to start a business and decide to start selling stuff and then you sell a couple things and then all of a sudden you have a million customers. That's not how it works. How does it work to start selling something? So if you have something that you wanna sell to someone, whether it is a service, so maybe you are a health coach or maybe you are a personal trainer or maybe you're a Reiki therapist or maybe you are a knitting master or maybe you are a guitar teacher. If you have something that you wanna sell that's a service, you start with the one thing. If you have something that is a product, you start with the one thing. So maybe you sell, I'll use a couple examples of, from clients of mine. In the past, I've had clients who sell yard signs. I've had clients who sell necklaces specific to loss and grief. I've had clients who sell greeting cards. I've had clients who sell games. So Maybe you sell a product like that, or maybe you sell information. So maybe you sell information like I do, where you're like, I am selling information on the internet. So maybe that looks like a course or a program online, something that people can download. Maybe it's an online class. Maybe it's a membership community like Momentum Mamas. So maybe you have some sort of service-based business that is online, or maybe you have a service-based business that is in person, or maybe you have a product-based business. So where do you start? You start with one thing, and then you sell that one thing a whole bunch of times. And here's why this is important, because if you start with one thing, and this is where creative get people get in trouble, they start with one thing, and then they sell it for like three weeks, and they're like, well, that didn't sell very well, so I'm going to move to the next thing. Or they just get excited, because the one thing sold, you sold eight of one thing, and then you're like, oh my gosh, those eight people, they bought this one thing, maybe they I should do another thing like that. And then you sell another thing, and then you end up with a whole bunch of things, and you sell like eight of all of them. If you want to build something that has legs and you want to scale it, you start with one thing and you sell it really well and you get people that love it and you get people that say like, I want to tell everyone about this. And then you get them to write testimonials for them for you. And you add those testimonials to your website and you share them on social media and more people buy that one thing and you just keep selling that one thing and you sell that one thing over and over and over again. And you're going to feel like you're a broken record selling that one thing. But the people that need that one thing are going to be like, thank God she's selling that one thing. I really need that one thing. Once that one thing has legs and is solidified, then you can add another thing to it. But if you try to sell 
especially if you're a one person show like I was for a long time. And like I know many of our business owners who listen are, if you try to sell multiple things, it gets really confusing to people. And also it dilutes your ability to pay attention to selling the one thing really well and serving those people really well. So then you end up with a bunch of things that are getting a fraction of your attention and the product is not gonna be as powerful and as impactful to the people who are buying it. So start with one thing. And then you know what you're gonna do with that one thing? You're gonna tell everyone about it. This is where people get really sticky. So people start, typically, people will start a Facebook page that promotes their one thing. So they're like, okay, I'm going to start like Sally's guitar lessons. And they set up a Facebook page that's like Sally's guitar lessons, come take Sally's guitar lessons. And they have like 17 people following that page. And they only promote it on that page. And the Facebook algorithms are awful. So out of the 17 people that follow the page, 1.5 people see every post that Sally puts up. And then Sally's really frustrated because she's like, but no one's buying my guitar classes. What's what's wrong? because no one's actually seen any of the posts because that's how Facebook works. They want you to buy Facebook ads. They're not gonna put your your posts about having new guitar lessons offered anywhere high up in their algorithm. And then Sally will say to me on a coaching call, but I don't wanna talk about it on my personal page because people will think I'm being salesy. Okay, here's the thing, Sally. <laughs> here's the thing. First of all, Sally, I love you. I see you. And I know you're really good at what you do. I know you're like the best guitar teacher in town. You might be the best guitar teacher on the internet. You might be the best guitar teacher for teenagers or for women in their 40s or for children with autism. You might be the best guitar teacher in all these different capacities and only 1.5 people are seeing your posts that you put up. So it's your job to tell more people. And where are more people? They're on your personal Facebook page. Where are the people who know people who want guitar lessons? On your personal Facebook page. Are they gonna think you're salesy? Who cares? It doesn't matter. And then Sally's going to say, but my Uncle Bob gets really annoyed. He makes fun of me when I post things about my guitar classes on my personal Facebook page. Then block Uncle Bob. Do you care what Uncle Bob thinks? Is Uncle Bob a potential client? If Uncle Bob is not a potential client, then we do not care what Uncle Bob thinks. So let Uncle Bob unfollow you. Let him unfriend you. Let him block you. Or you do that because you have a talent that the world can use. And it's your responsibility to tell people about it, not just to tell 1.5 people about it, but to tell everyone you know about it. Because what if you decide that you're gonna sell guitar lessons to kids with autism and you change a kid's life because you taught them how to play guitar and now they have this really special skill that lights them up. You have to get out of your own way and look at how can I help more people and how can I get out of my own way and get over myself in order to do that. So Sally, you're going to start talking about the thing that you're selling everywhere, including on your personal Facebook page. And then you might talk about it at your kid's school and you might talk about it at your kid's soccer practice and you might talk about it at your church and you might talk about it on Instagram and you might talk about it on your Instagram stories and you might take a picture of one of the kids who's learned how to play guitar. You might take a video of him singing or playing a song and you might talk about how his mom is so excited because he's learned how to play this song and it's been this like whole new artistic avenue for him. And she sees this whole new side of her son. You might talk about all of that. And then you might say, oh my gosh, but now I'm bragging. Yeah, Sally, you're going to brag a little bit. You're going to brag a little bit about the thing that you're doing because when you have impact, you need to tell people the impact that you're having so that other people understand that that you can have impact in other people's lives as well, that you could potentially impact their life or one of their loved one's life. So you're going to tell everyone and then you're going to brag about it and then you're going to tell more people and then you're going to brag some more. This is all I've done for 18 years is tell people what I do and tell people the results. And there's people that don't want to hear it like Uncle Bob. Cool. Bye. Bye, Uncle Bob. I don't care. 
because what I do know is how I've been able to impact lives over the course of 18 years, thousands and thousands of women's lives that I've impacted over the course of three businesses. So running a local fitness business, running an online fitness business, and now running the Shameless Mom Academy. And if I didn't make a commitment to telling everyone about it, even if Uncle Bob was going to judge me, then I wouldn't have been able to impact those lives. If I didn't share people's success stories, then other people wouldn't have been able to see specific examples of how I could help them or their family members. So when you are going to start to sell to other people, you're going to talk about it all the time everywhere. And you're going to feel a little weird. That doesn't mean you're being salesy. It means that you are offering your gifts to the world and the world needs your gifts. Okay. So here's the thing. The truth is, is that your first sales are going to be with people that you know. They're going to be with people that you know. They're going to be like, oh, thanks, Aunt Sue, for buying my thing. Like you're kind of embarrassed that Aunt Sue was your first customer and also you're so grateful. (laughs) So your people who you know and often your family members are going to be your first customers, which is fantastic. So fantastic. I remember I had a client a couple of years ago who was running in-person retreats like mindfulness retreats. And she was a phenomenal practitioner of everything that she did. And she ran her first retreat. And she's like, yeah, so my attendees were like my mom, my aunt, and my neighbor. I was like, awesome. That's perfect. That's exactly how it should be. And she's like, my mom was so cute. She was so excited to be there. And she wanted to take pictures and blah, blah, blah. That's amazing. That's how it works. And you know what your mom's going to do when she goes to work the next day? She's going to be like, oh my gosh, my daughter ran this retreat. And it was amazing. And someone's going to hear about that. And then someone you don't know is ultimately going to sign up for your thing or buy your thing. So the first sales that you get are probably going to be with people that you know. And that's fantastic. That is great. It gives you a great chance to have some practice and in terms of practice being of service to other people. And then also it gives a chance for people to start spreading the word. And it gives a chance for you to get testimonials for people to be like, oh my gosh, I bought the thing. I did the thing. And it was amazing. Like, God bless Sally and her guitar lessons. They changed my life. And then you get to put that on your website or on social media. But also here's the thing. While your first sales will be with people that you know, you cannot count on them for your long-term sales base. So long-term, your client base is not going to be just people that you know, because you know a limited number of people. And you want your client base and your customer base to expand beyond that. So that's why you're going to initially leverage the people that you know And then you're going to be able to expand beyond that by asking for those word of mouth referrals and say like, hey, if you had a great experience, please tell other people that you know. Do you know where else I could promote this? Are you in any Facebook groups where you could say like, hey, I took Sally's guitar classes and they were amazing. If you live in this neighborhood, you definitely have to look her up. Or if you are on Zoom, which everyone is, (laughs) you have to get connected. Here's our website. Okay. So that's number one. That's how you get started. You start and it's one thing and it's really small and you talk about it all the time and you tell everyone about it and you will feel like you're bragging and that's the right way to do it, okay? Question two. So this question came from someone who submitted a question who said, I own my own freelance writing and marketing business while juggling being a mama to an amazing four-year-old, but I've said no to additional work more times than I can count in the last few months. When is it time to scale my business and bring on more people? Or should I just keep it simple and say yes when I can and no when I can't? This is such a great question. And I can't tell you the right answer for you. What I can tell you is what feels right for where you are in your life right now. So if you have a business and you're like, I know that for this season of my life, I want to be really available to my kids in these ways, then maybe you are like, I'm just going to take what I can and I'm going to charge a decent amount for that because right now the demand is exceeding the supply. And that's enough money for right now. And 
I'm going to just keep it right here because I know for the next two years, I really want to be able to be as available as possible to my child, to my family. Cool. Or you might say, this is my dream. I want to grow this. And I know that by the time Tommy is in first grade, that I really want to be full time in this, which means that I wanted to be able to start scaling it now. I really want to bring on someone else. So maybe I want to bring on someone who's going to support social media, or maybe I'm going to bring on another writer or copywriter or copy editor to help me with some pieces of this so that I can do some growing in this season right now. And so you get to decide what feels right for where you're at right now, but be careful that you don't pick what feels quote unquote right based on what feels most comfortable. Because sometimes we use this what feels right in the season as a place to hide. So we're like, oh, well, I'm going to just do it this way until my kids are in kindergarten or until my kids are both in middle school or until they're both in high school or out of the house. And that creates this really safe place for us to be complacent and not challenge ourselves to grow. And I don't want you to do that. So just be aware that I would challenge you to push yourself a bit. So whether that's pushing yourself in terms of scaling up your services to the point that like you're making some real good money working real part time and you feel great about that, or you decide to scale in terms of number of clients you bring in, which you can still scale your pricing, by the way, and like increase that, but scaling in terms of how many clients you bring in, knowing that you have a goal that is going to take you towards long-term scaling and potentially working more hours or bringing in more team members and not necessarily working more hours, but then looking at a model that looks like, okay, how can I bring in more team members, have pricing that allows me to pay those team members, and then not have to work as much myself in terms of adding constantly adding more hours to my plate. The other piece of this is who could you bring in to support doing smaller stuff for the business so that you only do the stuff that requires your best gifts. So if you know that you have like a four-year-old and a two-year-old at home and you're like, I want to work like four hours a day while they're in preschool, then how can you find someone who can do some support work for you as a virtual assistant And they can be doing things like replying to customer service emails or helping getting customers and clients scheduled on your calendar, or they can help with, maybe they help with social media. Maybe they help with sending out weekly newsletters for you. Maybe they do have some skills around writing and editing. And so they're doing some of that work for you. So there's all sorts of stuff that people could be doing on the back end that's like small stuff so that you are doing the really big end, high end strategy pieces in terms of maybe doing like the high end writing for your best clients and doing like marketing strategy for them and doing those pieces so that you spend most of your time doing those things that are keeping you working in your gifts. And then the other things that pull you out of your gifts and suck your energy and they're just annoying, someone else is doing those. And you're letting someone do those who that's their gifts. So like on my team, I have someone who loves doing those little detail things. She loves being the person who makes the checklist and checks things off and does that smaller backend stuff that I cannot stand. It like gives me a headache and an anxiety attack to think about all the 10 minute tasks that need to get done in a day. And she's like, oh my gosh, let me make a list. Let me check things off. Let me like tell you when I'm done. She loves doing that. And I'll get to that more in just a minute. But there's people like build a team where everyone gets to be in their gifts so that you can be in your gifts, okay? So third question, I would like to know what aspects of your business do you do yourself and what parts do you outsource or delegate? Also related to that, at what point did you know it was time to bring people onto your team to manage aspects of your business you once did yourself? Okay, great question and just really clearly 
like clear segue from the last question, right? So here's how I knew it was time to bring people into Madden and my team. I actually got really great experiences with this when I owned my gym and actually previous to owning my gym. So previous to owning my gym, I had built this fitness business and it was amazing what had happened. I was a personal trainer leading up from 2003 to 2008. I ex- pretty exclusively worked with one-on-one clients. Every once in a while, I would do some small group stuff or like couples, but pretty much one-on-one clients. And then the economy crashed. And I was like, oh shoot, like no one can afford personal training. I had a couple of clients who ended up moving out of town and I lost a whole bunch of business in a really short amount of time. And it was terrifying. This was also right out, like literally a week after I got married that like all of this fell apart. And I almost gave up my personal training business. And at the time I was given some advice that I could start doing more group stuff and that people who could not afford one-on-one would still be in a position potentially to afford coming to small group stuff and paying a fraction of the price of one-on-one training. So I ended up rolling out a model that looked like that. And it was amazing. And it was so much fun because there's a difference in energy that comes from working with someone one-on-one versus working with someone in a group. And what I found is I loved working with people in a group. Like I loved being the personal trainer with the music blasting and yelling at the group, but like in a supportive way, not a Jillian Michaels way. I loved it. It was amazing. So what ended up happening is I kept adding more and more classes. So I had all of these classes, six days a week, every single morning, most evenings, all these boot camp classes that I was running out of a space that belonged to another personal trainer. And I was renting space from her. So we would pack the classroom and it was so fun. But here's the thing. I couldn't go on vacation because I had to teach classes six days a week. And if I would go on vacation, then I was like, okay, now I can't teach these classes, which means I have to like give people money back when I'm not here. And it quickly was like, this is not going to work. Like this isn't feasible for me to like never take a break except for four days a month that are non-consecutive days. (laughs) And so I ultimately was like, I need to hire someone. So I hired someone to teach two mornings a week for me. And the point of that was for me to be able to not work on Saturdays and then to have like one other morning off during the week just to kind of see how that felt. I was literally like just testing this and I was terrified because I thought everyone's only wants me. Like no one's going to want the other person. Well, the other person came in. Her name was Jill. She was phenomenal. Everyone loved her. It did not take away from their love of me, but people really loved her and it opened up my eyes to see, oh, multiple people can be of service in your business and serve your clients and bring various gifts to your community. And that can be a huge gift to everyone. So I could have two mornings off each week, which was really good for my mental health and kept me inspired and motivated in my business. And people love Jill. People were like, yes, like Jill was like the peppy cheerleader. I was the peppy wannabe cheerleader. Like Jill actually had the ponytail on top of her head that could spin in circles. She was phenomenal. And she could bring the energy at 6am. Like I could bring the energy, but I was like having to work really hard. Like Jill was made for (laughs) 6am. So it was so great. And I got to see that like, oh my gosh, there's other people that can carry out my mission. And that's where it really, my eyes were open to the idea of bringing other people in that I needed it in order to preserve my energy in order to keep growing the business without burning out. And also seeing that, oh, there are really people that can do this as well as me. And that's awesome. That's not competition. 
it was really awesome. And so I ended up over time then bringing in more and more trainers. By the time I sold my gym, I think I had six trainers who were working for me. I wasn't teaching any classes at that point. And my community loved my trainers, like loved, loved, loved them. And I was really, my goal was always to hire trainers that were better than me, hire trainers that were more invested in the industry than I was. Like I had fallen out of love with a lot of things related to the fitness industry and I never wanted to learn a new exercise. And my new trainers were like, oh my God, can we go to this kettlebell training? And can we do this? And can we like get some battle ropes? And I was like, cool, I'll buy all that. And you all learn how to use it. And you teach all of our clients. And that's awesome. Like, I do not need to get go to another exercise training. I've done that for many years now. So it was great. So that was kind of how I knew. And so then when I started building out the Shameless Mom Academy, it was clear to me, like, bring other people in. Bring other people in who can be supportive of what you are building and supportive of the vision. And that will only create more space for you to work toward the vision. So that's kind of how that worked for me. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for 
understood explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. In terms of what I do and what I delegate, I delegate the things that I can't do well and the things that just completely suck my energy. So like learning new software, I get like hives when I have to learn new software. So I often now will say to my assistant, Katie, she's my executive assistant. I'll say, Katie, we should learn this thing. Can you look into that? And then tell me what I need to know, or can you set it up and then like tell me what I need to click on? So we've used that in terms of learning software, in terms of different kinds of technology, also in terms of things that suck my energy. So I can write a really great email, but for me to put it in our email software and then like click all the buttons to actually get it sent out, this is a 10 minute task that's just annoying to me because I've had to do so many things like that over the years. So Katie can do that. In terms of social media, I can have Christy, my other assistant, she does a lot of copy and pasting in terms of stuff that we put on social media, stuff that we send out to people who've been guests on our podcast. There's all sorts of stuff that she does that she can make sure that I show up at the right times and the right places on social media, and I don't have to do it myself. So she schedules a lot of our social media stuff. She makes sure that people are tagged. Like the time that it takes for me to go find the right person and tag them on Instagram It's just an annoying task, but of course I want to make sure that every time we post something with a guest or a reference to another person, that we tag them and that we honor them in their work because I am so grateful for the relationships and the people that I get to work with and be in connection to as we do the podcast. But like, I don't need to be the person to go see like which Jane Smith is the right Jane Smith to tag in this post about this episode. So Christy handles that stuff for me because here's the thing. 10-minute tasks, while they might only be 10 minutes, those all those little tasks when you're building your business, they take up a lot of mental space. And so when I have to be in the space of creating new podcasts every week and creating new coaching content for my membership community over at Momentum Mamas and creating new content for my mastermind community over in Tenacious Mamas and creating new content for any workshops or events we have coming up and creating content for any corporate or keynote speaking gigs that I have, Oh my gosh, that's a lot of content. So if I'm thinking about a talk I have to give that I'm going to get paid good money for, and I'm distracted by the fact that I have to make sure I get social media posts put up in three places today, that is a huge waste of my energy. So I make sure that I delegate as many of those 10-minute tasks to my team as possible. And then I recognize that, you know what, they might only be done to 80% of my liking, and that's okay. And I will say my team generally most frequently does things to 100% of my liking. But every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I don't really like that font is a little, I'm, I'm weird about things. I'm like, that font is a little too big, or that one's a little too small, or could we do this email this way next time, or could we whatever. But most of the time, it's like 99% on the dot. Sometimes it's over, sometimes it's 100%, 110% where I'm like, yes, like that was exactly what I wanted, or you did it better than I would have thought of because I didn't even have the brain space to think about doing it in this more creative way. So where can you delegate 10-minute tasks that free up mental space for the more important uses and best uses of your time and your energy? So my best time and energy is in coaching and creating content. So everything else, like copying and pasting things to social media or loading emails to be sent or replying to customer service or sending out podcast pitches or receiving podcast pitches, we get podcast pitches every day. If I had to read those every day, I would not have time for any of the people who actually pay me money. 
also scheduling podcast scheduling. So scheduling me to go on shows, scheduling people to come on our show, client call scheduling, getting all those pieces in place for like making sure people fill out the right forms and the right places, all that stuff. Those are all 10 minute tasks that would take up an enormous amount of my space that definitely should be used for other things. We also, I delegate and outsource things, processes that are done the same every day, every week, every month. So anytime there's something where we're like, this happens every Friday, then someone else can just copy that process, right? Or the like, for example, if you're in our free Facebook group at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook, you know that like there's certain posts that go up every Monday and Friday. I don't need to schedule those. And nor do I need to like sit on Facebook at 8am on a Friday and be like, hold on, let me put up the Friday post. So someone from my team schedules all that. And then I can go in and look at the comments. I can comment back. I can engage from there and see what's happening. But I don't need to be the person that does the thing every single Friday at 8 a.m. or whatever time. I don't even know what time those posts go up. I think they go up at like 4 a.m. or something. So that is how I outsource and delegate. And I will tell you, like I said at the top of the show, I am constantly looking at how I can get better at this because I like to have my hands in everything. But here's what I recognize in such a huge way. When I have my hands in everything, I become the bottleneck because my team is waiting on me and they're waiting on me to approve an email to go out or to approve a social media post to approve whether or not a font is too big or too small. And ultimately that becomes a, that cripples the system when I get in my own way to say like, I need to see every single thing. Yes. I want to see all the words that go out because I want to make sure that they are my words and that they represent what I represent. But like what shade of pink we're using on the background of the words, I can leave that up to someone else. <laughs> or like which font or how big the font is. Like if that's not perfect, that's okay. So there's, re- it's really a process of pushing myself to delegate more and more while recognizing like what things really need to come from me and what things where my gifts lie and then letting other people do everything that's outside of those really f- top 5% gifts of mine, which is really coaching and content creation. So I hope this was super helpful. If you're like, holy cow, that was a lot and I need more because Sarah is blowing my business brain, then definitely come join us for my free business training on November 18th. So if you go to shamelessmom.com slash business, you can get signed up for free. It's going to be a fantastic training. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to take a bunch of notes. You're going to have action steps, specific action steps that you're going to be able to walk away with where you're like, yes, like I know what the next steps are in my business right now and I'm pumped to go implement them. So go check that out and sign up at shamelessmom.com slash business. Thanks for being here and I'll be back on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.